This is the Marketing Intern Spotlight, where we are committed to unlock how every marketing intern has an innate ability to be an entrepreneur, motivator, and influencer. Let's kick it off with our favorite question. What okay. is your average quality? You know because, what? hold before we get to it, because I know when our marketing interns listen to it, they're like, ooh, I'm, I'm thinking of mine right now. And yeah. they, they just, now, now here's an opportunity to share it. So. Yeah. I mean, I got more than a few. I'm a pretty average person. Um, and I think we think of average quality sometimes as something negative, but I think it gives A, room for growth. B, if you're an average guy across the board, you're doing something good. Um, so I was kind of thinking, even on the way over here, I was thinking like taste in music. Uh, I listen to anything from Jimi Hendrix. The next day I'll be listening to sad boy music. Like, and I just don't think anyone ever really understands what's coming next. So it's kind of an average thing. You know, you never know what you're going to get, but you're going to get a lot of different sounds and it's going to turn out average throughout, yeah, I think, throughout the vibe. Oh, I, I can totally echo that same thing. Like someone will mistakenly give me the ox and like, I like, EDM all the way to Jimi Hendrix. Mm. Like, I'll throw some country in there every once in a while too, and I feel like people are so like focused on one path of music. And if you play anything off that mm-hmm. path, they're like, "What the hell are you playing?" Mm-hmm. So yeah. I totally know what you mean on that end. Music's all about those that was the vibe that you're feeling mm-hmm. at that moment. Absolutely. You can't always be feeling rap. You can't always be feeling Mumford and Sons. You can't always be feeling Grizz. I mean, if you are, you're some unique person who I have not come across yet. But um, when you're able to, like, just vibe mm. out to all these different industries that are all encompassed mm. in music, I mean, it's all about what you're feeling. It's exactly. so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I got the ox cord at our last party for the first half hour, and all of a sudden, Suicide Boys was playing, and I was just like, I ran upstairs and got my roommate, and I said, I can't do this. People don't understand these vibes, and this is not the vibe of a party right now. This is not social music. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that's the beautiful... I can play those music, but that's not what my playlists are like. So, sure. uh, I think it's funny, too, where when you are when you have the ox cord, you have a lot of responsibility, A, and then also, B, you've got to really play to the vibe. So, if you're hanging out on, like, the lake, you're not going to play, like, trap music most of the time. you got to understand who your audience is. Which sometimes, like, I'm just selfish and I'm just like, all right, I'm feeling this kind of music right now. You guys handed me the Oxford, so I'm going to play this. I feel like that doesn't vibe with a lot of mm-hmm. people sometimes, makes it, which makes it average. Well, I think it also makes hard for music listening in general, too, is because you have your vibe and everyone else's vibe is different, mm-hmm. in, even in a minute. So it's really hard to find that balance, and I think everyone does need some to find some respect and be average about it you know mm-hmm. be average and respect someone else's music choice because you're gonna have a better time too and lend an open ear you're gonna find something you like yeah you gotta be open to the person who wants to cue up a song but you can't be the person who's always queuing up songs if you're on aux like say you're on aux and i'm in bet sitting in the back seat and i'm like yo cue this up cue this up first time sweet thank you for giving me a recommendation second time wait, is there another person in the car? Let them try to vibe out. Or maybe you got a, a song that you just thought of because of that song. Don't be the double cue guy. Be the single cue guy and respect the vibe. Nobody likes the double cue guy. <laughs> yeah, but you do got to respect that first one for sure, too. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you're the guy with the ox and you don't play anyone else's music, you got problems, too. Absolutely. I totally agree. So we were just talking and just struck my conversation or struck my my thought process here and so you just graduated congrats on finishing your degree thank you much 
and you're going to New Zealand to work on an organic farm. Now, most, some people go and work for corporate jobs. Some people start a podcast. Other people go to New Zealand. Where did you arrive at wanting to do this? And how did you decide, like, yep, I'm going to New Zealand to work on an organic farm. This is me. Uh, so I came to St. Thomas as a uh, hoping CEO someday. Uh, so it was a dream that might be fulfilled later, just not in the way that I expected. I wanted to make a lot of money. I thought that equated to happiness. And I thought that would be something that was going to be interesting. And so over the course of St. Thomas, I realized, all right, as corporate America is, it's not for me. It's not going to make me happy. The money's not going to make me happy. So I just tried something different my junior year of college and went to New Zealand for a study abroad program. And the scenery, the people, the culture, it was all beautiful. And I've always wanted to go back ever since I left. And I've never felt more at home. So when I was worrying about what am I going to do? Okay, I have a college degree. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars for this. What am I going to do now? And I figured I'd just send a message to this family I'd met from a family friend in New Zealand and see if I could go work on an organic farm. And they said yes. And I was like, I'm 22 years old. I'm never going to be any younger. If I find a job here I love, I'll probably never go. So why not now? Let's do this thing. Dude, the commitment, is that's pretty cool. Yeah. Just to be willing to do that. And I was with you the semester after you got back from... Were you in Auckland? Oh, uh, yeah, I was in Auckland. You were in Auckland. And so I was taking business law with you the semester <laughs> after you got back. And what a change of environment that was. First oh off, my God. you were never on time to class. <laughs> Not a single day I think you came in on time. One, it was because you had track practice right beforehand. So you were, you were coming in sweaty. You were trying to grab some food. Two... Your time in New Zealand had totally... I mean, you, you kind of already been this way a little bit prior, oh, yeah. but it took you to the extreme of just time isn't necessarily your forte. You you, wrote, you run on a very um, polychronic time frame where it's just like, I'm not down with the 905 schedule. I'll get there when I get there and you'll appreciate mm-hmm. it. And that's a, another huge reason I'm going back is the 9 to 5, the, oh, we're going to meet at 7. I showed up on time. Let's get that right. Um, mm-hmm. but you show up on time. I was on time today because I was amped for this thing, and we're <laughs> doing it big now. But, yeah, I just, if you're somewhere and you want to do something, be there, enjoy it. And that's just something I don't feel as much when I'm here as I did when I was in New Zealand. And thanks for reminding me of polychronic time. I can never remember that stinking word because we don't function on it here. Mm-hmm. And it's just not something that's in our vocabulary, and I really wish it was, but... That's a, another huge reason I'm going back because it's just so much easier for a person who struggles with mental health of anxiety, you know, to worry about 18 million things. But if time isn't one of them, definitely takes Freeze a huge up. load off. So can you explain to the other marketing interns what polychronic timing is? I think I can. So in what's the other word? Monochronic. 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 Yeah. So monochronic time is where it's a set time. You go, say you're going to meet for lunch at noon. You show up at noon oh, I have to do something at 3, I go at 3. Um, whereas polychronic time, you say, all right, we might, we're going to meet at noon, but you might show up at 12.30 because you were doing something before, and you might leave at 4.30 because you were enjoying your time with that person at lunch. It doesn't really matter what is set in stone as much as the experience itself, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know if that's a 
definition from the dictionary, but that's just how I've experienced it in yeah. my time. And that's kind of where I vibed with it in Hawaii for the first time was the Hawaiian culture is very polychronic. Mm-hmm. polychronic. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> I was able to experience that for the first time as a whole culture. And not having a structured set day frame was super freeing. And knowing that, like, if you committed to lunch, mm-hmm. they weren't going to say 1230 just out of the respect. They're going to say, let's meet for lunch. And you know that your window is, I don't know, probably 11 to 2, could be launched probably mm-hmm. a little less w- wide range than that, but just the general gist of it. And they would come when the, and meet you at lunch. You'd sit there. Some Whoever got there first would find a table and enjoy where they were at right yeah. then and there, not worrying about, hey, they could come in 20 minutes or they could come in an hour, but they will be here. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I decided to come here earlier than they did. That just so happened to be what happened. I think... One thing, too, that's really hard for people to grasp the idea of polychronic is the fact that um, there's maybe not as much trust. And when you immerse yourself in an environment that is entirely polychronic, the trust skyrockets from what it normally would be. What I like is just getting that perspective because when you, when Andrew says, like, or when you say, meet me for lunch, like, that could be a slew of things, right? 11 to 2, like, do I have three hours to commit to just figuring out when lunch is? It's like, no, mm-hmm. that's, you're missing the point. The point is, if you say, I'll meet you for lunch, your your life at that point is polychronic. So when when people are all living that way, it the communication and the trust and the timing of all of it makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Which I think would be hard for someone to grasp when they mm-hmm. don't know what we're talking about, I guess. Well, and I, w- I would say that monochronic time is struggling right now because of technology as well. Because you say something, you get FOMO, you don't do something, you don't show up. And so for us in a monochronic time system, it seems odd to be living in this style where it might take X number of minutes. But I think, honestly, there is more trust in that in a technological age nowadays. Absolutely. FOMO is 100% real. And like if you said meet me at lunch and you showed up that same continues that time frame of, of 11 to 2 mm. you showed up at lunch at 11 expecting them to come at 11 they don't show up till 2 that's three hours later well what did you do with that three hours did you sit there and FOMO be like oh I could be doing so much more of my time I could be meeting someone else for lunch I could be working on this type of project I could be watching this t- tv show but in reality you told them you were going to meet for lunch so maybe you should have brought something to be productive during that window Maybe you, you pick a spot that's, here's a restaurant, but then here's a cool park right next to it, and you can stroll around the park mm-hmm. and engage in some completely different way that you didn't expect because they didn't show up at 11. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault, but it's, not, it's, it's a, definitely uh, an opportunity to seize of being like, hey, they're not here yet. What can I do to um, make myself feel like I'm being productive or I feel like I'm experiencing something? So I love the polychronic atmosphere. It's very hard, though. Oh, absolutely. It's so hard. No it's, just, it's not easy. I, and I think, you know, your transition, you know, going from, you know, school and everything that's you've done the last four years now transitioning and immersing yourself in something like this. What exact, do you have a certain like goal in mind or some sort of like, all right, Duncan in five years is going to be this. Do you have any sort of uh, mindset like that? Or is it more so just like, I'm going here, I'm going to be in the present moment and I'll see what happens. I think to go without a goal of five years uh, of some or something bigger would be a mistake for sure. But I think right now 
I'm just ready to enjoy it more than anything. Before I leave and get on that flight, I hope, and I will have an idea of what I want to do, but right now, we're just right here. We're kicking it with the back pocket, messing it up. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. I love it. And it's so cool to be able to have an opportunity to think of what it is. You don't have to necessarily commit to it right now, but being like, okay, I do want to figure it out. I'm not sure what it is. I know it's going to be a fun play, fun ride to get there. Exactly what this podcast has been like. We didn't know what it was going to be, but we just started doing it. You just started going. You're just going to start going to New Zealand and experience that lifestyle, and you're going to see something and be like, wow, I didn't expect to see that to happen to me. Let's run with it. And then just being open to those opportunities, but but also being having the mindset of like there needs to be an opportunity is important. You can't just be fugazi, fugazi all over the place, but you can have that type. You can have it in moderation. Everything that's what we've been trying to t- preach is moderation. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's struggle like it just perfect example of moderation of polychronic having just a little bit of that in mm-hmm. your mantra and your um, mentality when you're arranging an appointment can go a long way. Absolutely. And uh, you asked, sent me some questions about what would be on tonight. Uh, what do you do when the going gets tough? What's mm-hmm. in your back pocket? And can I just throw this in? Please, like, I, I don't know if I'm stepping on toes here, but uh, I, I was thinking of humility because when it gets tough, you're probably not in control of the situation. So to try and act like you are in control is just not going to get you anywhere. So to just be able to be in the present, experience it, and just have good vibes, good positive energy, and be humble about the outcomes is is huge. And mm-hmm. I think in polychronic time, that's huge too. Like you were saying, if someone's not there, are we just going to sit there and be upset about it, or are we going to go and try to make something better? And we got to realize it's not all about us, and that's all about humility. They that. got something else going on. What do I? What am I going to do to better myself? Because obviously, I have this time right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great point. I love also. Um, you know, just the whole humility aspect is great, but I, what I love too from you, and it was evident in what, what you said right away, is just like your lack of fear. Like you just, you don't, you're not fearing the situation ahead of you, you're attacking the situation ahead of you. I think embracing it. Yeah. Embracing. Attacking, embracing. Exactly. And that's, I think people miss that sometimes and they worry too much and they are like, man, they second guess themselves. And I think what people should take away from what you're showing us is be confident, man. Like it doesn't matter what's on the other side. Sometimes obviously you got to be realistic at sometimes, mm-hmm. but I think where you're at is sweet where you're just attacking it without any fear. You know, you're going to go there and it's just going to be a new experience. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think it's great. Well, I don't expect it to all be sunshine and daisies. Oh, either. No. I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to work probably six to three, a nine hour shift, whatever, dig some dirt up, plant some stuff but I mean it's just all about the environment and mm-hmm. I think if you're not happy in your environment you need to change it I was telling Decky that the winter here just doesn't do it for me and I don't ever want to spend another minute so to winter here so I'm just gonna make the environment change and see what happens mm-hmm. I mean that's all you can do absolutely so do you like you grew up here and you've but, always been here okay. uh, yeah I'm born and raised in Minnesota okay. he you were in um hot, not what was your hometown? Anoka. Anoka. Just uh, by your old roommate, Lorge. Yep. Rivals. Football. Yes. <laughs> High school football <laughs> <That's> rivals. <laughs> well, one thing to inform our marketing interns is Duncan and I lived dorm room next to each other our freshman year. That's how I got to know Duncan. He, the roommate, his roommate was Andrew Grabowski, who went to um, same school as my roommate. So right off the bat, we yeah. already had like a connection of like hanging out because of our roommates being yeah. friends. 
And I got to know Duncan really well freshman year, and we've just stayed in touch. We haven't necessarily had the same path. Um, it's been hard to be like, we have to, again, arrange a time to be like, hey, you want to grab lunch or hey, you want to come over, something along those lines. But know that figure out when to do that <laughs> has always been unique. Um, oh, absolutely. But the point that we've grown and watching you grow, and I probably you probably have oh, a yeah. similar experience, is just like, it's so cool. We were so worried freshman year. <laughs> Talk about being fear. Like, that wasn't the case freshman year. Talk, you were planning to be a marketing major. Right off the bat, was that correct? Yeah, I wanted to be legal and marketing. Legal yeah. and marketing. And a lawyer. Yeah, that's right. You want to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny hearing that shit out loud nowadays. <laughs> right? Just the points of what, where we've grown and, and we're still together after these four years talking about this on this platform, having a conversation. And just the fact it's being recorded. That's all it is. We're having a conversation that just so happens to be recorded, yeah. um, which is really cool. It's so funny, too, where... Um, you would have just never expected a lot of this stuff four years from now. It's only four years. Like four years is not a long time. And mm-hmm. look at where you were four years ago. Eating toppers, pizza, watching football, playing video games. That's all we cared about. Simpletons. Simpletons. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm happy where how things have turned oh, out. Absolutely. I mean, there's obviously, but like you said, you had to work. You had to embrace those struggles mm-hmm. because they're there. It's not all sunshine and daisies. Um, and traveling to New Zealand will not be sunshine and daisies. That first few mo- weeks of being like, okay, how do, where do I fit in? Mm. How do I fit in? Um, am I going to fit in? You don't know, but you do know you're going to, like you've said, attack it. Mm. You're not going to be afraid of what's to come. Um, and fear plays a role in a lot of people's lives of being like, I don't want to do this. Like we could be like, Declan and I could be sitting here, we don't want to... Uh, uh, continue this podcast because it takes so much time out of our day and there's no monetization yet and we could be like why why are we doing it what's the point what's the point but that has never been our goal and the fact that it hasn't been monetized yet doesn't mean that it could be we're continuing to work towards something you're continuing to work towards where you want to be you don't know where it wants it to go but hearing that and i think our our marketing interns hearing that it's, yeah. it's cool let's see i um oh god what was i gonna ask you um i will say one real quick new zealand isn't that where they filmed like game of thrones and lord of the rings lord of the rings right here people Mm -hmm. i was not a fan when i went not at all uh hadn't read a book uh might have seen the first movie but i saw all the hobbits while i was there went to hobbiton they took me on uh the program so i went for free well paid for but it was cool. It's what is it about New Zealand specifically? This is my question. That just you were so attracted to. I know you, we talked polychronic in that atmosphere, mm-hmm. but like, is what was there the a, initial? Yeah, mm-hmm. the initial impression, or the initial desire before leaving or before leaving. Yep. Bef- honest to God, I don't remember. <laughs> I do not remember. Uh, I just really wanted to get away mm-hmm. uh, from America at that time. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> Did it have to play a role in, I mean, since knowing you, you you weren't necessarily as vocal about it, but now you're extremely vocal about it. the environment of being, like, um, waste-free, that type of mantra, riding your bike places. I, I, I wouldn't say you were as freshman year. You weren't to where you are today, obviously. You've grown. Mm-hmm. But was that kind of like New Zealand is very environmentally friendly? Yeah. I want to experience a, a society that's like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was hoping to be a sustainability uh, environmental science person as well, uh, but being a psychology major and a business major, 
you got to make money somehow. Don't get me wrong. It's not everything, but mm-hmm. you do have to put some food on the table and have a roof over your head every night. So I didn't get into the sustainability ever, but absolutely. I mean, 60% of their fresh water comes from one, like, honest to God, it's a pond. Like, it's a Wisconsin-sized lake. Yes, I said that here live. Wisconsin, <laughs> you do not have more lakes than Minnesota. You just had to get that one out there. But, um, yeah, absolutely. And they're running with so many renewables, and it was such a cool experience. And I think we have a lot to learn from New Zealand as well. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, so is it just the way they structure their whole environment that, like, in, in terms of sustainability, like, they, are they 100% renewable in terms of wind and solar or like how do you know any of the nitty-gritty like I don't not so much um but they they just do a lot of cool things I don't Mm -hmm. know so then once you got there you need to do some research for sure before (laughs) I leave and I'll come back with some facts please do but once you got there um was there a tidbit that you quickly gained that you were like oh this is really neat or something that you're like ooh, I I didn't really know this about New Zealand this kind of freaks me out a little bit Uh oh (laughs) honest to god they're so hard to understand they talk quick. They're not as crisp as uh, Australians. And it's not the same country either, just so you know. Um, but, yeah, it was hard to understand at first, and I kind of mumbled too, so I got used to it after a while. But it it was kind of odd. I would have to be like, what? What are you saying? I know we're speaking the same language, but I can't understand <laughs> it. So that was kind of the nitty-gritty, but um, their hospitality is surreal. Uh, they're always smiling they're kind of Minnesota nice in a sense without the passive aggressiveness um and just a beautiful anecdote I heard I went to hear a talk at REI Bloomington about someone who did a through hike from the bottom of there's actually a small island off the bottom of New Zealand they went from there all the way to the top just through hiking and they said they spent 20 30 nights of a six months hike in in houses with New Zealanders that just picked them up Welcome along, in. yeah, just welcomed oh, them into their home. Said, "Oh, you want a shower? We'll cook you a meal." Like, and that's just the best way to describe that that personality. And wow. what better way to feel at home than just people like that? Yeah, wow, God, that's huge. So, are you a big are you big into hiking and stuff like that? Uh, mountain biking more than hiking, but okay. I mean, if you're asking me to go on a hike, I'm not gonna say no. There you go, dude. That's sick. So, are you? stoked about those opportunities out there as well like as far as mountain biking and hiking yeah absolutely i'm working on a new bike right now and maybe a travel case for that and probably some new gear as well mm-hmm. perks of working at rei for sure <laughs> big time perks maybe they, they'll plug me for giving them a shout out mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> this, so, is, this is not a spot not sponsor? sponsored by rei yeah. no not sponsored by rei we'll mm-hmm. try we'll try in future, <laughs> future instances well, maybe what, yeah we wouldn't say no to them mm-hmm. put it that way but to pivot a little bit, um, yeah. you mentioned how you were, or you are, a psychology major. Yeah. Um, curious to, I've never really had a sweet conversation with a psychology major. I just, I don't know why, I just haven't opportu- uh, seized an opportunity to. So, I want to ask you a few things about that. Yeah, let's do it. Um, one being, my very curious mind is, are you analyzing how people are interacting um, habitually because of being a major in a, a field that is all about the mind, or is it kind of just like... You don't, you don't, you actively don't try to, mm-hmm. or I'm just curious, how does that um, work? <clears throat> being an introvert and a psychology major, it's more trying to find myself in situations. It's not outward, external views of people or just how I fit into a situation mm-hmm. or why people might react to me a certain way they do. 
So it's never really judging or the hypnosis or the mind reading at all. It's more just trying to be able to use my skills and my knowledge to place myself in a good position, in a comfortable position, and interact comfortably with people. Gotcha. Yeah. And then do you kind of take those things that you learn about yourself, and then do you see that in other people? And then are, do you ever, like, coach them on that kind of stuff? Or is there any sort of interaction in that sense? Oh, there probably should be. Not a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> I But it's hard to tell people what to do, you know, or just that mm-hmm. the way they set themselves off or sure. lead themselves is might not lend themselves well to the way they interact or communicate with people. So, But maybe that is something that I take away. One from. thing I have noticed with you is your willingness to lead by example rather than being vocal about it. I mean, just one simple note that I've learned throughout this podcast right now is your patience with listening like you will look at Declan then you'll look at me and if we're silent then you'll talk and or like you'll slowly mention your way into the conversation versus trying to talk over someone to to hear your opinion and I don't know if you're necessarily like that freshman year maybe no (laughs) no introversion has come over time for Mm -hmm. sure and I think uh, when sometimes you're not heard and it, it feels like crap, honestly. And to be able to read and respond and actually hear what someone's saying before they are done is, is huge. And I don't think you can have a conversation without it. Otherwise, you just got Twitter fingers. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. in real life, IRL, it's what the hips kids are saying, right? I don't know. But it, it's a huge thing that I didn't necessarily know, but I've definitely learned that over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's built good friendships not a lot of friendships, but good friendships because there's a lot of respect, a lot of trust, and a lot of just care for people around you when you actually listen and have a care about what someone else has to say. That's sweet. So you, just to clarify, you were an extrovert and you trained yourself or introverted yourself, or how how did that transition come? I think I've always been relatively introverted. I think society has an expectation that everyone is extroverted or it's the beneficial of the two and it's so polarized um so I think I always thought it was going to be beneficial to me to be an extrovert so I always kind of try to throw myself out there and you know do whatever but I think I've learned that it's okay to be quiet it's okay to listen and when you need to speak your mind you do it and I'm just totally happy with where I am as far as that it goes mm-hmm. I definitely think growth for us and me personally for sure in that aspect has come with this podcast. Um, I wasn't necessarily the best at listening. Um, I'm trying to improve every day at listening, whether like already have, like when someone says their first sentence, not just jumping on a train of thought into what they just said, but listening to their full voice statement um, is something that we deal with every day. That would be an average quality Mm -hmm. that I would say I have every single day that I want to grow in is the ability to listen Mm -hmm. because there's so many times where I do do it well, but then there's so many times where I don't do it and I'm just so stubborn in my ways. It's like, this is the best way. Why am I, why are you continuing to harp and tell me this other way? And it's like, Andrew, just even if you're not going to take it, but hear it out and understand where he's coming from. That's yeah. a, just the thing that can go in everyone's life. Yeah. I, I feel the same way in the sense that like, when you, when you mentioned like talking over people, like I do that shit all the time. Not, not good. Gotta be better at it. And I've definitely, the podcast has helped me just, like, like Andrew said, listen, mm-hmm. we used to, we talk about this sometimes, but, or we used to talk about it, and it was, when we first started interviewing people, 
we would ask him a question and then immediately look to the next question. So like, what's your average quality? And then while you're giving your answer, I would be looking at like, okay, now, now it's next, now it's next. Always looking at what the next thing was. But what we found was just to relax, ask the question, and then see where it goes. And you, if you listen, you're going to generate much better questions than the ones you thought about, you know, the week prior, however you mm-hmm. came up with those questions. And I think that's really what we try and get out of this podcast format of the marketing intern spotlight. We sent you three questions that you already knew about. And the rest of the time, we just want to sit here and listen to what you have to say and then just have a sweet conversation and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, um, it's, it's really trained me to mm-hmm. try and do that. And again, I'm not the greatest at it, but I'm getting better. So that's where I'm at. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool to um, have a conversation without an intended goal. Mm-hmm. We know what we like the message we try to um, extract and, or unlock from our guest. We don't know how that's going to happen. Yeah. We do know we're going to try to stick to our core values. So just like hearing you speak and what you said today, I know will make an impact on one of our marketing interns. And now that we have this platform, our marketing interns can come on the show and impact other marketing interns. I mean, that's just full circle of us like finally realizing we need to allow this to come about and you being the third person on I think that's a great precedent and a great example of what we expect out of these type of conversations it's a lofty goal however it's a sweet goal and thank you so much for coming on yeah absolutely thank you for having me it was a pleasure